In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. I'm Joshua Michael. Today is March 4th, 2023. Welcome to this glorious podcast here over in FEMA Region 10. We are the forgotten fruit uh, over here in Oregon. And uh, a lot of breaking news happening right now. I want to kind of dive into some local stuff. But uh, before we get into too much local stuff, because uh, I want to base this segment on local stuff, uh, I want to talk about a couple things that are going on around the world and some good positive things that are happening because it's important to understand you have to understand the positivity with the negativity but we have to address the negativity in order to get to that better positive future right we can't dig our heads in the sand we can't compromise there's no more compromising that's uh that's able to be happening uh anymore with both sides of the aisle and we're going to get to that in just a minute but some of the good things is I don't know if you guys have been following the James O'Keefe issue with the whistleblower and Pfizer, uh, them exposing the fact that they manufactured this virus and it's a cash cow for them and just all of the things tied in with that. Following that, James O'Keefe was removed by his own board of the institution that he created, right? But you're seeing a massive exile uh, from Project Veritas. They're dead. Uh, nobody's supporting them. And if you're still following them on any social media, just unfollow them, unsubscribe. They are completely corrupt and compromised at this point. Despite whatever uh, uh, the things that they're trying to push now, they got rid of their golden toad, the man who created their organization and has so much integrity and is so inspiring as an individual that you can't help but not follow him and support everything that he's doing. So he's going out on his own. He hasn't made any announcements as far as what the next step is, but he's just moving forward. Um, he's moving forward in the sense that he's not letting this negativity and negative situation, you know, determine his future and the way it goes. So if you saw over in CPAC, uh, he introduced the Pfizer whistleblower that helped him get and and scoop that story uh, to get that uh, amazing footage. So I just want to give my hats off to Project Veritas, or not Project Veritas, but James O'Keefe from Project Veritas, who's no longer there. Just know he is no longer part of Project Veritas. They've completely removed him. And it's, it's, it's unbelievably um, despicable in the fact. But all you're seeing is pushback from them. You know, they're they're in a media frenzy trying to uh, trying to save as many followers as, as they can, but they're dead in the water. So uh, good riddance to Project Veritas and uh, and congratulations to James O'Keefe. So there's a little segment I wanted to play. I'm going to play it uh, in the later segments um, of that little speech that he gave at CPAC. Very inspirational, uh, very inspirational in the sense that the, the, the whistleblower, she comes out. And she she exposes herself and gives out her name and information uh, on stage there and has been hiding in the sense. But, you know, with uh, popular demand, I want to shift gears here and get into more of the local scene. And I'll talk about how things are kind of uh, paralleling with what's going on nationally, internationally, as well as locally, because we always try to focus on local topics here because you know, you guys are a local audience. It's important to know what's going on to what's going on in these city halls, in these meetings, in these school conference meetings, all of this stuff. We want to be able to, uh, to show some of that stuff to you and let you see, uh, let you see what's going on behind the curtain because we feel it's, it's very important. You know, we all have busy lives. We get it. Um, so you leave it up to us 
in order to uh, to show you what's going on. So big the big buzz right now. First of all, I want to introduce, we're bringing Ronnie Daniels Huckleberry back on. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, my friend. Okay, so he's here by popular demand. We had a powerful show last week. I'm trying to keep him on every week. Uh, if I can uh, if I can corral him to uh, to the studio here. Uh, I love having him. He's, he's great company, but he's well-informed with what's going on in the local communities, in the local areas. So one of the new things, the big topic, the big buzz going on, uh, which is strange because in the time of censorship, noncompliance is key, right? In the time of censorship, usually uh, the, the attacks start coming out in regards to a new bill or an anti-abortion bill or something like that. You really can find out, you know, where the establishment or the institution uh doesn't want you to talk about. And so what they do, they censor it, they deplatform it, they try to defame it, they try to destroy it, right? But that's not happening right now with this new concealed carry push. I've seen it on major news institutions. I've seen it all over um, local Fox News in Portland. Uh, I'm seeing all these stories pop up and everybody's like, oh yeah, it's on Freedom Oregon. It's all over Twitter. And everybody's just exploding with joy of this great constitutional carry is coming to Oregon and they're going to push a bill. Then you dig a bit, a little bit deeper and you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Who's, who's behind this bill? Who's behind this bill? And you see Joel Pulowski, Carrie McQuiston, and this other gal, what's the other gal? Sampson? Gene Sampson. Gene Sampson. I don't know Gene Sampson, but literally the people behind this bill are using it, in my opinion, they're using it as a ploy for fundraising because they know where our hot buttons are, folks. This is the importance of metadata. This is the importance of Facebooking and, and, and stating your opinion online. All that goes into a database and they can buy what the trends are. They know where the hot buttons are. They know what people are interested in right? Education's one. There, there's surveys everywhere that people are doing, so they're contributing to that. But these people are getting behind this bill and trying to push a constitutional carry, but it just, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. There's not the authentic groups. Where's Kevin Sterrett? Why isn't Kevin Sterrett backing this bill? Why isn't Kevin Sterrett involved with this bill, who's been a huge advocate since the late 90s for Second Amendment in the state of Oregon, right? So don't you think that he would be involved? Don't you think that, you know, these other things, don't you think these people would have been advocating for the Measure 114 lawsuits? Why aren't they getting behind that? How come they haven't said much about that, right? So if they're all about Second Amendment and constitutional carry and everything else, then their track record says otherwise. So these people with their track record and, and, and Ronnie will know more um, and be able to do this, but it's it feels fishy folks it feels fishy you know don't believe uh your lying eyes and i'm not saying this isn't a good thing right uh but it's very important to be cautious about jumping on the bandwagon and getting hijacked into being misled onto something that's never going to make it right because they're just using it as a fundraiser for 2024 you know, I know McQuiston was behind a lot of nefarious stuff going on in the in the governor's race on the Republican side. She was one of the people behind all of the sabotaging and corruption and dysfunction in that process. 
right? So how is it that she's all of a sudden pro-American, pro-Second Amendment, and now pushing this constitutional carry? Now, I don't believe, I don't think the constitutional carry is a bad idea, right? But be cautious of the people that are putting forth of it. They got a lot of skeletons in their closet. And I want to play a little clip uh, of Joel a couple weeks ago on his own podcast. Normally, I wouldn't showcase this or anything else, but I just want you to hear from his own words of him trying to get out in front of this, basically stating, oh, everybody's corrupt. Everybody's corrupt. Well, there are a lot of corrupt people in this state. That's why we don't get anything done. That's why we're shaking our fists and screaming at the sky and going to all these board meetings and going to these city council meetings like they did in Eugene. They Thousands of people... Over a thousand people went to the thing in Eugene. If those people weren't corrupt, they would have opened it up for a public vote, but they didn't. There were eight people that decided the fate of natural gas. And guess what? Guess what's coming now? Now they're trying to do a statewide bill to eliminate natural gas now. You see how this works? You see how this works? So if we're not in an extremely corrupt state, why is everybody I talk to disagree with what's going on in our politics, yet the progressive, quote, communist agenda is still moving forward, right? So it is a topic worth talking about, and it is important to mention it. But here's Joel here. Take a listen. For those of you that have been around Oregon politics for a long time, you know, and or even a hot minute, you know, uh, 10 seconds is long enough. Uh, if you have been exposed to Oregon politics, you have been exposed to some of the divisive most divisive politics I've ever seen in my life. And I've experienced uh, politics in several states, okay? And Oregon is a special case, all right? Everybody in this state is assuming everybody else is nefarious. And uh, so the, tr the level of trust that in between Republicans is amazingly low, okay? And to automatically assume or assign blame, okay, to someone because they have been in, an, in a position for a certain amount of time or a hot minute. I mean, I've already been called corrupt, and I've barely been in this seat since November. Okay, it's still kind of cool. I haven't even warmed the thing yet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool there. It's pretty cool there, Joel. You know, and, and the fact is, is that people aren't just making things up. They're not just coming to these conclusions out of nowhere and pulling a rabbit out of their hat. Now there is some of that, right? There are some, a little bit of misguided people, but that's like that everywhere. The fact is, is that we do have reasonable grievances. We do have reasonable things to discuss with our people that we supposedly had voted in and they're not doing their job. So what is the alternative? If, if the leader is not listening to its constituents, what is that called? That's called corruption. And in the counties like Marion County, they haven't been listening to their constituents. It's business as usual. It's all the old guard, old timers, business as usual nonsense. And newsflash for you, Joel, it doesn't take more than a day for you to get corrupt. It's to say that you've just barely warmed up the seat, that doesn't matter. You could have been corrupt before that. You could have been corrupt after that. You know, I know that there's a lot of things. I know, Ronnie, you want to chime in on this? Um, it's just a fascinating thing that's happening. And now everybody's going to jump on this. And then these guys are going to be the heroes. And everybody's going to ignore some of the things that are questionable. And I'm not saying that they're not trying and constitutional carry isn't a bad thing. But we got to be careful on who's behind it because it's just going to go nowhere. And what's happening is that people are just getting burnt out. 
We're getting tired of the one-trick pony show of the bait and switch that's been happening in Oregon time and time and time and time and time and time again. That's what we're upset about, Joel. We're not just going to reach across the aisle and sing kumbaya when these people have literally been disrupting and destroying our livelihoods, our entire businesses, the economy, everything down to our children, down to our social structures. We're not, they're not, they're not, we're not just going to sing kumbaya and be like, well, let's not be divisive because we don't want to scare people. We don't want to be aggressive. You know, we don't want to mix. We want to put honey out there. We don't want to put vinegar. We want to create bridges. Yeah, bridges like the bridge going from downtown to uh, Minto Brown. The bridge that was $17 million and ended up costing $24.5 million. And then the homeless population rose after that. Because where were the homeless people? They're like camping over there. They're like, hey, dude, we got a bridge now. We can just go across the street. We can just walk there. Right? But what happened to all that money? It was over budget. They used the wrong steel. They used Canadian steel. And then they had to switch it out and literally build the bridge again. And that was $24.5 million for our freaking walking bridge. Yet we don't even have a bridge. And it keeps getting sidelined and punted to create another bridge to go to West Salem. So who's stepping up to the plate now? The city of Kaiser. They're looking at pushing a bridge. Now, I don't know what's happened with that. I haven't heard anything about that. But we have to be careful of who we pledge our allegiance to. And that's why it comes down to pray, God, and you have to get right with yourself and your local communities. Down to a county level, down to a municipal level, down to a city level, right? That's what makes it harder for them to get things through and push things through, right? And don't let them do the bait and switch nonsense of being able to trick all of us into thinking that there's hope in this. Because right now, I don't see a lot of soldiers and people of freedom and patriots currently behind this bill. You're listening to Noncompliant America, and we will be right back. Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome back, Noncompliant America. Got Ronnie Daniels, a.k.a. the Huckleberry, with me today. And we're talking about local politics. We're talking about this new constitutional carry uh, bill that's being pushed and presented uh, by people you wouldn't normally think uh, are behind this. And so you have to wonder, is there something else going on? And, and I played a clip earlier about um, Joel talking about um, divisiveness and being not being divisive. And it's important for everybody to come together. And I agree, it is very important and it should be done. But we have to know that the people we're getting behind and the things that we're backing are actually going to have substance and aren't just being used as a fundraiser campaign. So if we're wrong, if I'm wrong, and this isn't a fundraiser campaign to just try to funnel a bunch of money into the 2024 races, then put some skin in the game. 
right? Put some skin in the game. Prove me wrong, guys. Prove me wrong. If what I'm saying is not true, prove me wrong. Okay, Ronnie, I've been talking a lot. Uh, well, uh, here's what I'll say. I, I believe in the Constitution to carry that right's been given to us by creators. 100%. God. And at the same time, our founding fathers did not put limitations on it. Now, if you want to talk about over the last seven to ten years, since 2015, let's start with that time point when SB 941 which gave us universal background check. I didn't see nobody uh, gone and testified, sit and wait to testify at the Capitol, lose your pay wage like I've done and others, many others. We, the body, must come together. I pray that the, uh, this Constitution carry it be guided by God's will. If it's successful, it will be finished through. But I do not want to see what happened in 20, 2019 on the Cape Bound recall when it was 2,300 votes. We vetted out 60,000 votes that could have just sent a line because the Oregon's elections office is going to be able to check 3 to 5% of the total number of signatures. Okay, and I still think it would have made it across the finish line, but that's my personal opinion. I gathered over 1,100 signatures at the time period of that. But get back to the point, character does matter. Local does matter. You have to prove to your own people in your own areas that you lead. I'm nobody. I don't put myself on a pedestal. I'm just a servant from God who knows his history and welcomes anybody that walks righteously by the truths of the foundations of our Constitution and their faith. And uh, in my opinion, um, I, this backbiting with this book right after uh, by Mr. McChristen, all that does is throw more division. Have we not listened to what was said last week, or two weeks ago at the state uh, elections for the Republican Party? Yep. Have we not gone through and said we need to come together? We need to start locally. You can't go 10 different directions and say you did everything, and yet you ain't posh and squat. How about let's get that NAV numbers down in your county? Let's talk about the 86,000 up to 82,000, excuse me, 86,000, from 42 to 86,000. That's uh, 44,000 more NAVs in Marion County. Let's talk about getting a turnout. How about having a message? The people is tired of getting emails, phones blown up, and, and scams about donate, 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 donate. And the point is this. They want a backbone. They want a message. Constitution Security might come because the crime rate's going up. It might help all sides. But well, how are you going to articulate the message to the people, even reaching into the areas that is not comfortable, like Peter and Paul had to do. Paul was Tarsus. He had to go meet with the Gentiles in Cor Corinth, Thessalonica, and other places. He's not used to it. Even outside of Rose, Athens, where there's more debauchery and, and other uh, de demonic things was going on, but still gathered the harvest out of them with a message of Christ. Can we portray that message about Tying law enforcement together, do that not for profit, not for gain, not for notoriety, nor division. For as was said, a house divided among itself should never will fall. That's right out of Matthew. And in the process, we need to concentrate locally until you can get the confidence right there on Lancaster, the businesses. I talk to eight businesses in the area. Talk, I'm going to talk to a business in my county. I want to know what they're thinking. 
and this is just me. I ain't doing it just for profit, gain notoriety, or hear my name be yelled a thousand times. I do the things because our founding, our parents or grandparents taught us to stand, to be observant, to be a listener, think things through, then come to the conclusion. But also, if it's a joint body, whether it's various churches or clubs, 4-H, FFA, Boy Scouts, it must be unanimous, different directions on people. But that one diamond must, must be abrasive to cut through the Marxist bull sugar, unfortunately. But we got to put aside these divisiveness and stuff. But what I see is temptations. I don't like getting to the one-foot one line of the football game and we don't go in for the touchdown. Now, that's the biggest concerns about people wanting to sign petitions right now. I pray that it can happen. I Hopefully with the crime rate jumping off the charts, the theft and everything else, the, uh, you know, stop and um, rob, you know, where people line up behind your vehicles and take your vehicles, carjackings. We got to stand up. We got to get off our comfort zones. You know, everybody wants to say they walk with the Lord. And I'm not trying to throw religion on it. Everybody has the right to beliefs, even if you're atheist or pagan, whatever. But make a long story short, if you don't walk, practice what you preach, all you're doing is staying, standing manure down the highway that is not doing things except uh, make a mess instead of growing a crop. What makes most important is that I pray that if they are doing it from the heart and if they come and to work with everybody, even people they may disagree with, yeah. and get a uniform message, it can be successful, this constitutional carry. I agree, and I support it 100% uh, for what it is. But I don't want it to turn into a PR campaign that is just going to be a boost for whatever they're planning on doing in 2024. We have to get away from that and understand that the soldiers of the fight and the soldiers to preserve our country should not be trying to sit on top of everybody. And that's the key, right? Because some things that have been said are contrary to what was said on the other side, right? So it, it's this contrary moment of who do you believe, right? And I don't want to just have a mud throwing contest, but we have to be able to hold everybody's feet to the fire and be able to vet this information out. We'll be right back. It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael. All right, welcome back, folks. Third segment. We're uh, covering a lot of local topics and local things going on. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to emphasize the entire broadcast on this. I know it's a short hour, and you just, it just we just there's so much to cram in. But ending on this topic, I, there's some things I want to address when talking, you know, about McQuiston, right? So we're looking, and I've read her book. If you guys haven't read her book, there's excerpts in there, and she's talking about coming together, and we're all talking about coming together and adding oil instead of vinegar and all this nonsense, right? Well, if that were true, and if and if what she's saying is true. In her book, she has literal divisiveness within the party regarding Don Powers, Mark Dillman, Paul Moore, and a couple others 
in relation to the Reawaken America tour and everything else, and she's talking about it in her book, and she's talking and creating the end fighting, creating the nonsense, creating the non-stories, creating the disruption, creating the divisiveness. And these are the types of things that I'm talking about. This is the things that we need to worry about and keep our eye on it. Now, if they want to push this constitutional carry bill, 100%. I'm behind it 100%. But we want to make sure that it doesn't get pushed to that one yard line. And then they go, oh, no, don't worry about it. We tried really hard because that's what Oregonians are sick of. That's why these stay behind groups, these long term lifetime politicians are starting to feel the heat. And that's why people are saying, hey, you've been there for a long time. It's time to go. But let somebody else in. Let somebody else fall on their face. They don't have to have it all figured out. But let somebody else do it. Because clearly what you're doing is not working. It hasn't been working. And that's all that we're saying is it's time to move on. Because that's what being in politics is about. That's what the founding fathers created. So you move, you do your time, and you go back to being a personal citizen, a private citizen. It's not a lifetime thing where you pillage, make money, write books, run campaigns, do things, run for something, fail, corrupt people. That's not what politics is supposed to be, and, that's, and we're trying to get back to that. So when people are expressing their grievances that are sitting in chairs and have some type of power, are complaining about the pushback that they're getting, it's because there's a lot of years of frustration and BS. And there's a lot of lip service going around. So excuse us if we're going to try to vet you out, right? I'm sorry, not sorry. Okay? So that's, that's what I got to say about that. In some side news, there's some important things. We're always kind of covering that next pandemic, that next wave of what they're going to be talking about and how they're going to lock us down. What's the counter move with all this COVID nonsense? Now the mainstream media is admitting to the COVID coming out of the Wuhan lab, which we've known for three years. Now they're admitting it. What is that about? But there's also a really uh, powerful story. Uh, I can't play the whole thing. I only want to play a clip because it's about eight minutes long, but I'm going to put it in my podcast that Stu Peters did a couple days ago in regards to vaccine shedding. Okay. Now vaccine shedding has always been something that I've been worried about. Why did they, why did they push so hard to get everybody vaccinated? And then just kind of shut down. Is that because we push back? Possibly. Or is it because they reached a specific amount within the population to where they know if they can get 20, 30, 40, 50% of the population, that the rest of the population will then be exposed. Then you have a 100% transfer rate. Which if you, if you remember, there's a CDC. Um, it's called Vaccine Shedding. It's a CDC report back in 2014 on how they used to vaccinate rabbit populations. They would only have to get to 20% vaccination rate in a rabbit population to reach 100% vaccination. And that's through something called shedding. Okay. So keep in mind that that's what's going on. So when we're all going back to normal and everybody's feeling like, oh, okay, the state of Oregon just released the next month that they're going to release the masks in all the medical fields. They're going to release the masks. So we're going to be free and we're winning, right? But don't forget, and for those that don't know, the UN is signing a treaty right now, right now, to supersede power at a county level across the entire globe, which that means the emergency response 
doesn't go to your local agencies. It gets directly consulted from the UN and the World Health Organization. That is happening right now to where they are going to overtake all of the mandates, all of the policies, all of the procedures, everything that these people with white coats that pretend to be smart, pretend to know everything when they're just reading a script. The COVID protocols were the exact opposite of everything that you do in a specific scenario. All those doctors were violating everything that they know and everything that they learned to do these COVID protocols. And what was it doing? It was killing people because they're turning the ventilator up too high. We don't, we don't turn the ventilator up that high ever. We've never done it. So why is the COVID protocol to turn it up two and a half times the amount? It's blowing out their lungs. It's killing them, right? So be very skeptical because that's what's coming. And there's an alert. I have not vetted it out. I have not. I just saw it today. But supposedly, Chile has an H5N1 outbreak happening right now. There's blue helmets there, and they're trying to shut the entire country down and put it into a grid-like 15-minute city emergency zone to lock down the entire country. And this is a beta test for what they're going to try to bring here. What, they're, what they did in Australia. We're not out of the woods, folks. These guys are just scurrying back like rats. They aren't trying to make things better. We're not putting policy to never let this happen again. In fact, we're doing the opposite. To where eventually, and I got this other report today, this is Mike Adams Health Ranger today, talking about a notification he got from Google, basically stating at a domain level, so your domain, your website, Google will ban that website if you produce misinformation regarding pandemics, blood clots, things of that nature. If you do that, they will delist your domain. And if you know that Google used to be, I don't think they are anymore because people are scurrying out of there. Google used to be 93% of all internet searches, 93%. Now with the great testimony of Robert Epstein not Jeffrey Epstein, Robert Epstein, um, the phenomenal whistleblower that came out from the government talking about corruption and how much power Google actually has. We've talked about it as testimony in the past. Things like that, the power that Google has is powerful. And at, remember when we talked about at an email level, understand if you got a Gmail, they are then going to be able to censor your emails and how they're doing it now is if it's misinformation, what do they do? Boom, they put it in spam. They flag a domain and say, oh, well, that's kind of a sketchy domain. So we're going to put it through our spam folder. And it might be a perfectly legitimate email, but it's happening more and more and more because the censorship is ramping up more and more and more. They're not done. And so they're getting ready to lock everything down at a county level. So what kind of emergency is there supposed to be? Supposedly, there's an H5N1 outbreak right now, and it's got a 50% mortality rate, right? But what they don't understand, and what most people don't understand, is the higher mortality rate, the harder it is for it to spread from human to human. The easier it becomes to spread from human to human, the less the mortality rate. In other words, our immune system shifts and changes the molecular structure of the virus 
and kind of dilutes it down to where it might spread more, but it's less effective as far as killing people and everything else like that. So if they're going to try to scare us, which I think that they are, because Bill Gates has been talking about pandemic two, everybody's been talking about pandemic two and the next pandemic, right? And we have to prepare for this. And that's the whole purpose of the World Health Organization treaty nonsense is to prepare for the next pandemic. How do they know we're going to have the next pandemic? Well, just like they produce COVID in, in a Wuhan lab, they've got a huge plethora Petri dish refrigerator full of all kinds of stuff. Just like that. And guess where most of those Petri dishes are? Well, at least the large majority of them. They're in Ukraine. There's a lot of bioweapons labs in Ukraine. 39, last I counted. Might, might even be more. But they're all over the world, and this is a common thing. So don't think that we're out of the woods, folks, in regards to being off the hook. They are making and planning their move. They did a beta test with COVID, testing our response, pushed, 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 find, found out all the leaders, all the opposition, rounded it up into a big database, and now they're conjuring up their next offensive. So what are we going to do and how are we going to navigate it? The most important thing is to get off your ass Right? Yeah. I'm serious. Get off your butts, people, because this situation it is. If you're going to sit by and say, well, it doesn't affect me. There's nothing I can do. I don't know why they ain't contacting me. This, this, all these other bullshittery attitudes. Here's what's going to happen pretty soon, just like the man in Germany. I'm not black. I'm not gay. I'm not Jewish. Who was left to fight in 1944 Germany. Older than 60-year-old men. And 15-year-old boys killing our guys that are trying to save the Europe. Right. I'm not walking to my own Auschwitz. I shall not be treated like Stalin's puppets. And I shall not go away silent in the wind. I will stand for liberty as an oath I took as a Navy man 34 years ago. 36 years ago. Nevertheless, if we don't understand our history, and things are going to get a little tight in the present... How are you going to have a future for yourself and your family? I'll leave you at that. All right. Thanks, guys. We will be right back. You're listening to Non-Compliant America. Visit noncompliantamerica.com. Get our podcast. Like, subscribe, share with your friends. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter at noncompliantus. You're listening to Joshua Michael. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Final segment, Non-Compliant America. I'm your host, Joshua Michael. We got Ronnie Daniels, a.k.a. Huckleberry, in the house tonight. And we are talking about local, all things local. I know I went on a tangent talking about World Health Organization because it is important to understand that that does affect us locally because that's, that's ultimately the fight. We could talk about all the national stuff and everything else, and I know Robert F. Kennedy... It's considering challenging Joe Biden as a Democrat for the primaries in 2024, which would be great because he'd run as a Democrat. And then it's like, OK, you know, how do they how do they go against the Kennedy? 
It'd be phenomenal to see. I'd love to see something like that. But, um, but Ronnie, what else is going on? You were mentioned about a rally coming up uh, with Henri. Uh, well, what date was that? March 25th at the, around at the Capitol there. It's Oregon uh, Natural Resources Industries. We have bills that uh, may take away another 37% of wood that we normally cut in our forests. So how many good living way pays jobs in Polk County, Douglas, Lynn, Marion, Benton counties that generates about uh, 60% of the wood for various mills? Unfortunately, warehouses own a bunch of them. They don't care. They locking out people like myself who love hunting on the lands. But, you know, we have them stand. We need 10,000 Americans. There's not no left or right issue. Because what it also does, people, as you notice, if you're building in the housing industry, your wood produce has gone up. Your economics and more restrictions. This is part of the, the so-called clean power initiative by using people that is supposed to represent our various industries in the logging industry and other industries because you got not just loggers, you got the manufacturers, you got the people that buys the wood, you got the mainly 80% of that stuff is hauled by diesel. That's right. And in the process, it also ties in the bills. Your state legislators want to run down and take diesel out of, away from people. It is the cheapest form of fuel that is milled right from the oil. We have the cleanest devices in the world, just on the emissions alone, than all of Europe. We don't have the heavy brown haze like you see in L.A., the thing is, it's also efficiency. The burn rate is a lot better. It takes 134,000 BTUs to burn diesel compared to 81,000 BTUs in gasoline. And in the process, we need to show up. We need to stand. I'm calling everybody, Marion, Polk, Lynn, Benton, even up there in the Clackamas, Multnomah County, you got woods, you've got, you're building houses, if not, you're going to do like in California under the same guise of cap and trade in their state for the last 15 years. It will push the price of building a home up, even so not down prevailing wage for these homeless projects that our governor wants to do. But we also must be able to come together. If we do not, and you say, well, it doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of mess. Then you're walking to your own Auschwitz. You're just going to go along and be cheese uh, female dog, as I would say, and just eat the crumbs he serves to you. That's what communism is. That's what big government wants. We must protect our industries because without that, how can we be independent? How can we add more into the pie for the various projects they want to spend beyond? Because without timber, without farming, without ranching, they're slowly trying to erode all three of those things at one time, and we must make a stand if you don't protect the smallest things that generates the income, then you'll become sheep for the imported stuff that you'll be slaves to. Yep. So it looks like there's HB 3152 is the natural gas ban uh, that they're proposing right now. And there's also that homeless crisis. Let, let's give uh, every homeless person $1,000, right? No questions asked. You know, HB... 2694, allowing 17-year-olds to vote in the primary election. I responded to that. I submitted a statement on that. If they're not, if they're not, once you open this gate, people, then you'll have what's happened in Holland, where they can literally go buy drugs and everything else. But, you know, it's okay. They want to grow our young adolescents with their minds really not developed, especially males to their 19 or 20, without guidance. Basically making a bunch of sheep show to allow decadency. 
allow to be, instead of being critical thinking skills, they'd be sheep, they'll be going whatever way the wind blows for profit, gain, or notoriety. And with the, I mean, with the various medias, with that another, I don't care if it's basketball, like with LeBron. He, they lost their way, and that's what they want us to do. Unless you can be an asset where you can make somebody money, or if you have an ideology of a 50 mile an hour carburetor, then they want to go ahead and take that away. Yeah, so this Henri rally going on, uh, what time does it start? What time should people start showing I would say people be there starting around 9 or 10 o'clock. Yep. Get your parking place because they probably will have the marble nut house blocked off around, so you can probably have to, it'd probably be in the plaza if I had to choose. But there will be transportation. You will have to go on the Henri website on uh, Oregon, Oregon Natural Resources and Industries. And uh, if it's not there, you can go on Facebook, look up Honory, and uh, they will have transportation take it from the fairgrounds to the to the to the Capitol and back. Yeah, that's they will have a shorter service. O N R I dot U S is the website. O N R I dot U S, and it's uh, that's the that's the real backbone. That's twenty oh, seventh. Excuse me. Yeah, so it's going to be the twenty seventh, folks. 27th is the day. Yeah. Um, so what else is on your radar, Ron? You know, we got just a few minutes left of this segment. Uh, I think that uh, I would encourage people in my party, the Republican Party, uh, not just only in my county, other areas, reach out, ask three questions between now and the 15th of ne- or your next meeting. Really talk to the businesses, listen to what they say, ask them three questions, whether it's parental rights, whether the economics, whether the various bills that downgrade entire law enforcement's hands and rewarding criminals so they get emboldened and start taking our children's lives or our families or loved ones. We must be also asked the creator of your faith. In my case, it's Jesus Christ, the Son of God that would give us lifting, give us uplift, give us clarity. Know us and guide us through the history of the past of our grandparents who survived the Depression and World War II, the greatest generation. It wasn't, it wasn't power we had that. It was their faith, it was their loyalty, their camaraderie and respect for each other, just like the days of our founding fathers of Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln, which helped heal the Union and I'm hoping the state of Oregon, hoping that Marion Polk and all the other counties can come together. Be like what Reverend King talked about. Sing the Negro scene. Free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, free at last. And at the same time, have some prime rib and bourbon at the dinner table and the wine for the ladies. May God bless you from my end. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, Just a couple things, guys. Thank you very much for joining and listening to us today. I do need your support. If you can, go to noncompliantamerica.com, just as it's spelled. Uh, Like and and share. There's a great awakening happening amongst all of us. And more and more people are waking up and starting to see what's going on and unveil behind the curtain and the masks and the 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 blinders that have been on everybody is 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 drastically falling and so you'd be surprised at the conversations that you're going to be having the conversations i've been having with people i'd never expect to have these conversations with and they're coming now and they're asking me questions what's going on what about this what about this how did you know about this how did you know about that 
and you just get into the real resources. And you also try to educate people to get off of this oncoming onslaught of the cyber gulag that's coming down on us that we don't see and start getting people to exercise, going to the real websites, going directly to the websites. Stop using these search engines, right? Start vetting out information. Start seeing the real human citizen journalism that's happening. There's great citizen journalism going on in Oregon. If you look at Andy No's page, if you want to follow some Andy No on Twitter. Now, Twitter is the, the, the light for the future uh, for information right now. But also, there's you can follow Oregon Citizen on Instagram. She does a great job uh, showing the facts, the upcoming things, everything that's going on around our state. Because ultimately, we're here to preserve our state, aren't we? Otherwise, we're just falling into this tyranny. And we can't do that. We have to stand up and fight and get together. Thanks very much for listening, and have a great week.